settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. Welcome to the Whistleblowers podcast. It is our weekly podcast on all things sport where we chat about what's been happening with Aussie sports people and teams overseas while catching up on our national and local sports tour. And each week we feature a local sports person or administrator as we just dig a little deeper into what they've been up to or what's been happening around sport locally. And uh, we'll preview the uh, the week ahead as well with this man, my fellow whistleblower, Mr. Brendan Bowers from FC Sports Media. G'day, Brendan. Good afternoon, Mr. Bland. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, sir. I guess we'll start off with cricket, of course. Uh, the Aussie cricket team, uh, as people listen to this, they will know the result of that first test. But as we broadcast... On a Tuesday afternoon, we don't. 173 runs to make with seven wickets in hand. 174, three wickets in hand. Thanks to our top order of Marnus Lovershane and Steve Smith for making it difficult. Oh, <laughs> oh look, they've, they've got a pretty good track record, but admittedly, they haven't done too much in the first test, have they? No, uh, they haven't. And uh, Uzi's still there, which is the main thing. And I think Scotty Boland, the night watchman, might dig in. I tell you what, if Scotty Scotty Boland could go and make a 50, he'll be man of the match and, uh, and yes, will be forever in his debt. We will indeed. That's providing we win, of course. If he makes 100 and we lose, we'll, we'll wipe him. <laughs> uh, look, it is uh, has been an interesting uh, uh, few days so far. And I guess the biggest surprise to me is the uh, the lack of life in the pitch which is very un-England-like. It is. The only time it's shown any life was uh, on day three when the Australians got those two quick wickets early on, late in the day. Bit of overcast conditions, mate. They love it over there. The ball moves around uh, sideways just about. What do you make of this whole uh, different approach by, uh, I hate to use the word because it's really irking me, uh, <laughs> Bazball. It's, give me the year it's actually, but I guess the proof's in the pudding when you see Joe Root come out in the first ball of uh, day four and try and uh, ramp Cummins. Yeah, and- look, Brendan McCallum always played his cricket that way and he's uh, taken it into the coaching ranks. And uh, to be honest, I think it's quite refreshing and it certainly makes a game of it. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm just wondering at what point it comes unstuck because it's not uh, a 2020 game. No, it has a couple of times for England, but overall, percentages are with them at the moment. Mm, okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, it's called Test Cricket for a reason. I don't mind it being flamboyant and players going on the attack. But when you see someone trying to ramp one of the world's best bowls on the first ball of a very important day's cricket, it makes me wonder slightly. And how did Mr. Root get out? Uh, yeah, dancing down the pitch, didn't he, to a, uh, a Nathan Lyon, well, flighted delivery, and he's outstumped. So risk versus reward. Okay, golf too, mate. Only two Aussies made the cut at the US Open, and both stormed home on Sunday for top 10 finishes behind a, a first-time major winner. Yes, first-time winner. Uh, Wyndham Clark held on uh, with the star-studded Chuck Pack chasing him, but Minwoon Lee pocketed over a million dollars in his first, well, his best majors finish. And, of course, Cameron Smith declared he's a better player than when he won the British Open when he stormed through two as well to finish fourth. Such consistency. It, it makes me sick. Oh. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm just in a point in my golf game at the moment where I'm, I, I've got to get better. <laughs> uh, and to do that, you've got to practice things that are unfamiliar to you. So it's foreign, so it doesn't feel right. But you've got to do it or you're just going to be the same old hack I've always been. True, but as you get older, your um, ability will decrease as well, Mr. Bland. Oh, well, thanks. That, that mate, glass is <laughs> half empty over there, isn't it? 
Oh well, I'm just I'm just trying to be a realist. Right, okay. Um MotoGP to Jack Miller finished third in the Saturday sprint at the German GP after Spanish Ducati star George Martin threw the 2023 MotoGP title race wide open with a winning double. He did. He piloted his Pramac Ducati to sprint and main race triumphs both times beating home the home factory Ducati riders and defending champion Pecco Bagnaia. It's hard to pronounce some of these names, isn't it, mate? It is, but mm. it's a wonderful sport, and they're all mental. <laughs> they are indeed. Yeah, I'd need uh, I'd need training wheels on mine, I think, <laughs> and set it for a speed limit of about sixty k. Uh, anyway, that's why I'm not doing it. Uh, we'll move a bit closer to home, mate, and uh, get off the uh, international sport, and we'll move to AFL. Of course, do we have to? Yes, we okay, do. Okay, all right. Port Adelaide, too good for Geelong, and whilst the Cats. Uh, I think had a strong first half. They just weren't able to stay with Port Adelaide having a cracking season there and just showing Geelong perhaps quite a way off the pace. Yeah, Port are going really well, as I said to you a couple of weeks ago. I think they're they're a smoky. I think they're going to go very close. Yeah, absolutely. Brisbane, uh, as expected, too good for a, a bit of a depleted Sydney side at the moment. The Giants, wowee. <laughs> uh, uh, wowee. Yeah. I mean, what a win that was against Fremantle. Seriously? Yeah. That is a big, big win. And it just shows perhaps how far off Fremantle are too, because I thought they'd come back a little bit over the past few weeks, showed a bit of form, but, uh, wow, went out the door on the weekend. It certainly did. And what about Richmond? What about Richmond? A 20-point win over St Kilda as we move on to the... <laughs> Gee, you brushed over that very quickly. <laughs> I did, I did. Trent Cotchins, uh what did he play? 300 games or something. Uh, yeah, look, it was disappointing once again for St Kilda. And, yeah, yeah it was 20 points, but they kicked straight 11-4 to 13-12, there was 25 scoring shots to 15, and they had the rub of the umpires too. So, if you know, straight kicking in the umps isn't going to get you over the line when well, you're not meant to be there, I guess. No, true, true, true. And Carlton, what a win to Carlton. Yeah, they needed back. it. They needed it. Disappointing for the Gold Coast Suns. They've uh, had some good, solid wins, and they were chasing a top eight so uh, position there. But Carlton needed to have a win like that, and they did. Uh, the Doggies just going down to the Bulldogs too. Just off the pace this year. Yeah, North. they are. But, you know, with their coach there, I think a uh, bright future ahead. Yeah, Brett Ratton doing a great job in the absence of Alistair Clarkson. So uh, I think St Kilda might have done him a fave. Letting <laughs> him go. Uh, look, looking towards uh, this week, it is going to be a cracker on uh, on uh, Thursday nights. Geelong taking on Melbourne. That's going to be a good game. On Friday, it's the uh, St Kilda-Brisbane Lions, another test for the Saints. How do you think you'll go? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll move on. Uh, Sydney West Coast, Fremantle Essendon, and Collingwood play Adelaide. That's probably going to be one of the matches of the round the Gold Coast take on Hawthorne. Uh, we're moving to NRL, of course. Uh, State of Origin coming up on Wednesday night. Once again, if you're listening to this after Wednesday, you'll know the result there, but certainly Brisbane are... Going in as the favourites this time around, we're not used to that. And according to to uh, some down south there, we're being a bit cocky. Yeah, true. It's been the first time Queensland have been favourites for many, many a year. And uh, it'll be interesting. I, you, You've got a feeling, haven't you? You've got a feeling. I've got a little tingle. I've got a little tingle. He's got a tingle. No, you should see a doctor about that tingle. I'm talking about the other one where... You reckon New South Wales might just uh, dig deep here and, and surprise? No, I I think the opposite. Oh, I do think you. Queensland will run away with it quite I, convincingly. Gee, I hope you're right. I really, really do. Now, it was a shortened round, uh, the uh, round on the weekend, of course, round 16, uh, where the Cowboys, is it surprising they went over the Panthers with the players missing from the uh, 
from both Neighbors, sides. Yeah. They both had five or so players okay. out, and uh, look, neither of them could kick a field goal. And uh, it was only Scotty Drinkwater trying to get a field goal, but getting rushed and actually ad-libbing and scoring a golden try, which is a nice change from a golden point uh, that North Queensland got over the top. And then, of course, my Newcastle Knights with everything to play for. Went down. See, you, you know what it's like then. Right, you look, follow a team similar to mine. They lose when they really need to win. Absolutely. They've got all the skill and all the talent in the world, but the games they should win, no chance. Doesn't happen. It was disappointing. The Eels showed that, uh, well... You know, maybe they're not just the uh, the easy beats. A lot of people think they are with that 34-4 win over the Seagulls, who were missing a couple, weren't they? Yeah, a few weeks ago, everyone was riding Parramatta off, and they're now in the eight and mm. uh, looking really good. Storm always looking really good. Uh, too good for the West Tigers. And the Sharks, uh, not surprisingly, beat the Bullies. But I f- think when you do it by 38 points, maybe it is, a you know, a bit of an eye-opener. Absolutely, and there were so many of their forwards going through the middle of the ruck and uh, first-time try scorers for the forwards as well for Cronulla. So. Wow. Uh, now, this week, uh, we look towards uh, Friday night. The Dragons take on the Warriors. It's the Dolphins who need a win, don't they? They've they struggled do. the last few weeks. They're up against the Eels, so that'll be a good game. It will be a great game. And then, of course, the 5.30 game on Saturday is my night's <laughs> up against the Panthers. Yeah, take it on the Panthers. Don't worry. It is a game probably... They may well get over the over the line. Well, funnily enough, Penrith are one of our bogey teams. They do beat us occasionally, but they beat uh, everybody. Come on, they beat everyone, but we actually give them quite a run for their money. Okay, the Storm take on the Seagulls and the Broncos sitting in first uh, up against the uh, the Titans, while the Rabbits and Cowboys do battle. And uh, the last game of the rounds, the Roosters and the Raiders. There's some interesting games this weekend. There are. And before we get off rugby league, what's your take on Ben Hunt? Wanting out of St. George. Uh, well, it's interesting because he's got a contract and, you know, it's all right saying you don't want to be there. If you've signed a contract, you are committed. Uh, what are contracts worth? Oh, couldn't agree with you more. And uh, the days of play, the, at the moment, players and managers have the sway over clubs and I think it's about time it was righted. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, they've put a lot of money in and effort and if you're a fan... If you're a part of that club, you'd be disappointed that somebody that ilk doesn't want to be there anymore. Which brings us to the point, if someone doesn't want to be there, do you let them go or do you, do you dig your heels in and say, nah, get out there, play? Yeah, it's a conundrum and uh, I'm glad I don't have to worry about it. And moving on to local sport, Brendan Football. What's been going on? Well, the Fraser Flames men team continue their winning ways, beating the Corinthians 4-0 across the waves, who are... Head and shoulders above everyone. Uh, beat Sunbury four two. So great effort from Sunbury. Yeah, it was to match a good it. effort to to get that close. Certainly is. I think Sunbury again, a bit of a dark horse. I think they could fire towards the end of the season. UPE were too strong for the Jets five two, and Bingra defeated Dune Villa five nil. And in the women, it was across the waves two one over Tanana. The Jets over UPE three nil, and a three all draw between Bingra and Dune Villa. Okay, and Fraser Flames. They had a buy. Had a buy on the weekend. I was uh, waiting for that. So they're still having. They're still undefeated. They are still undefeated. Okay. What do we got coming up this week then? This week, Dune Villa and Sunbury play UPE and Bingra across the waves and Corinthians and Flames and KSS Jets out at the precinct. And it's the same for the women. The only change is Dune Villa play Tanana. All right then. AFL. Uh, we'll kick start it off with the women, eh? We'll start it off with the women. 
And uh, it was very pleasing, even though the Bombers went down. Uh, Not by much. Yeah, 4-4, to 3-2-20. They certainly pu- pushed waves all the way. And uh, I think uh, they may be a surprise packet and may be building towards the end of the year. It was a great game of footy. So well done to the Bombers. And, of course, the, the men's Bombers team can keep on keeping on. They do. They had a, a big win uh, against the uh, the Waves Eagles senior men's team. What was that? 68-14. Yeah, big win, and it was never in doubt. No. Even though they started a bit slow, they couldn't kick straight first up, but yeah. well done to the Bombers. Okay, then, this week. All games up in uh, Bundy. So Brothers Bulldogs take on Bay Power. The Waves take on Bombers in both men's and women's. And our special guest this week is the president of the Meribus Speedway, and that is one uh, Paul Swindells. Paul, hi. How are you? Good, Paul. Great to have you on the show. Yes, thank you. Been a busy few days for you after the Meribus Speedway hosted the Queensland titles in the production sedans on Saturday. How did it all go? Mate, we had a pretty, pretty all good, fantastic night. Actually, the racing was superb. The night was great. We had a good crowd. Um, the track was good. Everything went well. Well, you, obviously you're a positive person. You can't find any negatives. Joel Berkeley won it again. How good is it to have a local win it? Yeah, no, that's good. Eh? Yeah, Joel, Joel drives drives a lot of kilometres and he deserves to have a win. He, you know, he, he puts in the hard yards and the big effort to do what he does and he enjoys what he does, so he puts the effort in. So, yeah, no, good on him for having a win. Paul, is it a lot of effort to keep this going, keep... Um keep the uh, the nights happening. Uh, what's involved in getting this all together? Well, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. You know, like we've got the secretary that does a lot of work, and we've got, like, the volunteers are always doing stuff, and myself, like, you know, we've got to order food. We've got to, you know, make sure our insurances are done, and then we've got to get all the nominations for the drivers, and then we've got to do the program, then we've got to do the mm. timeline and all that sort of stuff. So a fair bit of work goes in behind the field, you know, at least, at least 10 days before an actual big event and that sort of stuff. And Speedway Sedans Australia, they put in a big effort as well. You know, they've got to make sure that the nominations are in and everyone's licensed and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, is it, there is a lot of work, you know, that goes on around the scenes with the Speedway. Must almost be a relief when it comes to race night. <laughs> it is. Once it's over, especially Saturday night, it was good to have it all done and dusted, you know, because there's a lot of work up to it. And unfortunately, we had to do it again in June. Last year, the Queensland Junior sedan title got rained out, so we had to run that in June as well. So, you know, this season we had to do the same thing again. So it might become a regular thing in June, I think. <laughs> you never know. What's been the highlight of the season so far for you, Paul? Mate, I think the sprint car, Easter Trail, we had, you know, we had the Easter Trail with the sprint cars there, and it was good. It was a big big night as well. Um, but all, all season, all the racing's been good. The juniors have put on a good show. The um, production sedans have put a good show on. Everyone's done a pretty good effort with their driving, and, and the shows have been pretty good. Speaking about driving, you drive yourself. Do you want to let the listeners know what little bit about you and your driving capabilities? I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm involved in the um, Formula 500s. Um, also the um, president of the Formula 500 club in Gympie and Fraser Coast. Um, so, yeah, we, I put a lot of work into that as well. We had Queensland title in Bundaberg. Um, got a DNF in the final GD track was pretty sad so you know broke a few things on the car but you know we've had a pretty good year we've done our series between Maribor and Bundaberg and yeah I finished second in that this season so 
last year. I won it, and the year before that, I won it. But anyway. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. Look, humble as well. What got you? What got you initially into motor racing, Paul? Oh, right back from the age of about eleven, I've been working on cars and the kind that where I was born and bred, and we, um, you know, played around with some friends of ours had a speedway car then, and. Then I got involved with it then in Mackay and been with it ever since, you know, and my daughter races as well. She just started this year racing junior sedans and new stars. And before that, we actually had my son was actually racing as well, junior sedans, and he finished in juniors and give the sport away and found other things to do. Keeping it in the family, mate. Mm. What's next for the yeah. club? Um, next season, we'll have a bit of, you know, a bit of a break. We've got a couple of months off, so we'll do a bit of upgrades to the facilities and, you know, get things up and going for next season. And then we kick off the season opener at the 7th of um, October and with the Monster Truck Show and with a bit of Speedway on the same night as well. Yeah, well, uh, that's going to roll around before we know. It's great to have such a facility uh, happening in our region that people can go. And I know it is well supported, Paul, and I know you and your... Your support staff work extremely hard, and we do. Thank you for joining us on the Whistleblowers podcast and giving us an insight into the Meribah Speedway. No worries at all. So, yeah, if anybody wants to volunteer or come out and lend a hand, mate, just feel free to um, give us a yell or come out and visit us here at the Speedway track or something like that. We're always looking for volunteers. Thanks, Paul, and thanks for all you do, mate. No worries. Thank you. Okay, let's have a look at some local rugby league. Uh, East Magpies defeated the Wallaroos over the weekend. They did, 28-20. to 20. Great showing by Wallaroos. Uh, East are uh, one of the premiership favourites. And the Harvey Bay Seagulls credited them playing against past brothers at home. Yes. Only went down 28-8. to eight. No, that, that's as good as a win, I reckon. It is. They played really, for really for well. For those guys, I reckon that is as good as a win. They'd be happy with that. Um uh, just to, you know, save some points there and get a couple as well. Good effort there. Now, in the final game, it was West, what, 24-6 over Waves. Yes, over Waves, 24-6. Okay, this week, the Seagulls are hosting West at home. They yeah. might have a win. Two weeks in a row. Let's hope the Seagulls are flying high. Wallaroos play Brothers in Bundy, while East and West clash in the last game. Okay, now in hockey, Premier League finals. It's been some seven years since the Premier League competition has been played. It's great to see it back this year, isn't it? It is, and it was great to see the three different associations working together uh, for the betterment of the sport. That's Bundaberg, uh, Harvey Bay and Maribyrn coming together. That's right. Uh, Harvey Bay and Bundaberg had the semifinals and Maribyrn hosted the finals. Congratulations to the Raiders who won the women's final in a tough battle against Granville Rovers 4-3. CBR took on Granville Tigers in the men's. Tigers secured the win 3-1. And players of the final will Minka Elliott and Jack Staples. Well done to Minka and uh, Jack. And uh, that'll be back next year, won't it? It sure will. And, yeah. uh, the, you know, they've they just got to work out the logistics of whether mm. one round was enough or whether they play two rounds. Mm. They're back into the local Fraser Coast and Bundaberg hockey competitions now. So mm. time will tell. Okay. Uh, so sport this week, we've got uh, AFL Rugby League, football and Fraser Coast hockey returning along with the powerboats too. Yes, the powerboats out there are across the foreshore. We'll be able to sit out there and listen to them and see them and see them splash and dive and duck into the waves. Have you ever been on one, Blandy? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I've been on a small one and it wasn't, wasn't the most comfortable ride, let uh, me tell you. No, and 
hopefully the weather will be uh, be nice and smooth. I must admit, I, I went out, uh, saw the ocean today. If you, I don't know whether you've seen uh, the bay today. It's no, like I haven't. Glass. If it's like that, they'll be breaking world records. I can tell you. Uh, we'd like to thank you all uh, for tuning into the Whistleblowers podcast for another week, and we'd like to thank Paul Swindells too. Uh, from the Maribor Speedway. And next week, we'll chat again with another guest about all things sport. And a shout-out each week, Brendan, to an athlete or club that does excellent work for the community but often goes unrecognised as we share some positivity and community spirit for those who make our community great. Yeah, and this week it's not a club or a person. It's actually an association, and that's the Harvey Bay Netball Association. Volunteers who work hard providing opportunities for players, both male and female, young and old, to get out and play the sport. They had an umpiring clinic on the weekend, so they're dedicating a lot of time and putting a lot back into the sport. Well done to the Harvey Bay Netball Association. It's the shout-out for the week. And don't forget to keep updated with all your local sporting news as well. It's fcsportsmedia.com.au. Brandon, $10 per month or $100 per year, and it's there for you 24-7. It is, Blandy, and don't forget it's our sport and our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.